Do you or a loved one have a difficult time reading due to a visual impairment? Well, stay tuned to this episode of Stacks and Stories and find out about the Mississippi Library Commission's Talking Book Services Program. Welcome to Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. Today I'm here with Mary Rogers Beal, who is the director of our Talking Book Services. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Well, this is one of my favorite programs that we have here at MLC. So would you tell our listeners a little bit about what it is and the services that it provides? Yes, well, the Mississippi Talking Book Services is a free library program that provides Braille and audio materials to people who cannot read standard print. And that includes people who are blind and visually impaired, people who have a physical handicap and just can't physically hold a book for a long period of time, and also for people with an organic reading disability like dyslexia. You know, it's a completely free service. You know, you think about that people who are visually impaired don't have any options except, of course, Braille. Uh, So how long has the program been here at MLC? Okay, well, the program actually began in July of 1970, and it started as kind of a joint effort between the Mississippi Library Commission, the Lions of Mississippi, and um, Mississippi Vocational Rehabilitation for the Blind, but it's always fallen under the Mississippi Library Commission. Well, so what's the national organization? Well, the national organization is the National Library Service for the Blind and Print Disabled. They actually just changed their name um, beginning October 1st of 2019. So, and it just includes, it's a more inclusive language for the people that we serve. And it turns out that there is a talking book library in every state, as well as in Washington, D.C., Uh, Puerto Rico, I believe, Virgin Islands, and a few of the other U.S. territories. But the National Library Service just kind of, they provide all of our materials. The fact that it's provided by them means that if someone in Mississippi moves to Florida, they can take their machine with them and get the same type of books. Now, are are most of them in other states housed in state libraries or... As far as I know, there are a few who even have outreach centers that are housed in uh, public libraries, and those kind of serve more direct populations, but... And we kind of do yeah. that, too, We right? do. We, we do everything <laughs> in, our, yeah. in our library. Um, so that's why you stay yeah. so busy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, because we're not quite big enough to be able to have an outreach center, but, you know, those are really neat to be able to serve... Right certain communities but it's also neat to be a regional library like we are to be able to serve the whole state you know from north mississippi to the coast and everywhere in between now tell us how it works Mm -hmm. if someone um let's talk about the large print books first i know we have them here in the library that anyone can come in and check out but how do you get them to how how does that work Okay, well, we do have a librarian who all she does is send large print books. And people can send their requests to her, and she puts them in a list, and then she tries to send out those. But, you know, there's always popular titles, so there's a waiting list for the big titles. But we also send other books that we know that person will like, and we can mail them directly to that person 
completely free of charge through the postal service because we can write free matter for the blind and physically handicapped. And they just come in a bag, they're checked out to the patron, and then when they're done reading it, they can just send it right back. So they actually send it to their home? Yes, directly to our patrons' houses. Oh, isn't that something? So yeah. how all, how long do they get to keep it? Um, all of our books are on a six-week lending period, but, you know, if they need a little bit of extra time, we're happy to work with our patrons. Oh, that's mm-hmm. so great. Now, what about, don't um, don't you send them, like, to people in nursing homes and things like that, too? We do. We can send it directly to a patron who lives in a nursing home, or if the activities director at that nursing home wants to receive large print and audiobooks, we can have them directly sent to that activities director, and they can be in charge of those books and either, you know, let people read them just with them or keep them in their room too. So how many patrons are you currently serving? We have over 2,500 and it's the entire state of Mississippi. So it's not just the Jackson area, but you know, we have more than 2,500 people in the state of Mississippi who we either send large print books to or audiobooks or braille materials and even people who download their own books. It still counts as, you know, our patrons that we're serving. Well, tell us about the, um, tell us about BARD. Yes. Well, BARD stands for Braille and Audio Reading Download. And it is a service directly through NLS, the National Library Service. And we facilitate it in Mississippi and, you know, it counts towards our statistics. But it is a program where people can download Braille or audiobooks themselves. And you can put them on directly to uh, your tablet or iPhone or Android phone or a Kindle, or you can download it to a cartridge or digital book cartridge and play it in the player that we lend. So it is like an audio book. Well, there's audio books and Braille on there, but to play a Braille book from Bard, you do have to have a refreshable Braille display, which right now is people have to um, get it on their own. We don't provide those right now. But for the audiobooks, it's easy because people can just put it on their device, take it with them if they're traveling or, you know, just yeah, in another room. Yeah, now with, with um, like, your phone syncing mm-hmm. with your car, yes, you, you know, you can hear it over the speakers in the car, which mm-hmm. is great. I mean, that's, that's a, you know, great way to read a book. Yes, for um, sure. So what about the players? Well, our digital talking book players, um, they kind of work theoretically in the same way as a cassette player worked. Um, Our digital talking book can just slide right in the front, but it's all digital. So the book itself is what we call our digital talking book. And there's a port that connects to the player. So it's basically like it's reading a flash drive. And then it'll, it can hold multiple books at one time. So the digital talking book player can actually go through all of the books that are on that cartridge. And the player is, it's not super big. It's not as big as the cassette players and the record players were in the past. But it's, the buttons are easy to read or easy to feel for any of our patrons who use it. Um, and the talking book player also talks to the patron. So if there's no book in there and you push a button, it tells you what that button does, which I think is really neat because, you know, if a person... They they wouldn't know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that way they know, oh, I hit the volume button or I hit the pause button or things like that. 
I know you go out into the community and do outreach. Tell us about that. Yes, I love going out into the community and telling people about the service because a lot of people don't really know about talking books. And whenever someone who knows someone else who can use it finds out about talking books, they're amazed that the program exists. And I just want everyone to know about it. Um, And it's free. It's free. That's the thing. Like, you don't have to pay for it. Um, We provide the device and the books and, you know, I... There's no reason to not know about it, I guess. But, um, you know, anytime anybody has a health fair or service club, you know, who needs a speaker or an exhibitor, you know, just contact me, email me or call me and we can get someone out there. You serve all ages, right? So tell us about what what's like available for kids. Okay, well, we have a lot of young adult books and children's books. We have audiobooks as well as a lot of our Braille books that we house in the building at um, MLC. We have children's books that have the illustrations and the Braille on them. So if a child is sighted and their parent is visually impaired, they can both read it together. And if it's the other way around... Um, they can still read the same book together. Oh, that is just mm-hmm. so great. You know, families reading together is such a, a bonding experience. Yes. And so to be able to do that for families where one parent or the child are visually impaired, I mean, what a, what a gift. <laughs> so what do you think the new technology will be moving forward? in talking books well the national library service is always working on something new um i believe the plan is for a brand new player in the next few years i don't know exactly when um but the plan is to have a player where people can get their books directly where they don't have to wait for it in the mail um there was a pilot project to kind of work out some of the technology for it um and the patrons of mississippi who tried it one decided not to tried it all you know they it was too daunting but the other ones that tried it loved it <laughs> yeah so there's always people who are you know not gonna like right. something. I mean I would think especially for mm-hmm. the elderly mm-hmm. the new technology is a little challenging yeah. you know um so but will you keep offering the uh older players or yeah yeah as far as I know that's the plan and because you know especially in Mississippi there are parts where there's no or not very good cellular service and all. And I believe that's how the books would travel to the player mm-hmm. is through the cell service. But, you know, we would be happy to still send things through the mail directly to the patron. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I know those large print books are a huge hit, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even with myself. <laughs> uh, you know, for folks who are uh, a little older, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you know, your vision is not as great as yeah. it used to be. And um, the large print is very easy to read. And, um, you know, and I, I love the smell mm-hmm. of a book. You yeah. know, a book just smells so good. Yeah. And, and some people, the whole thing is holding it mm-hmm. and, you know, feeling it in your hand. So uh, being able to start there mm-hmm. and then maybe as their sight begins to diminish even more yeah we just continue to offer them things to help them continue to read and uh it's just it's so great i'm just i've always loved this program so tell us about some of the feedback that you get 
from your patrons. Yes, well, our patrons are not afraid to tell us <laughs> what they feel. <laughs> um, but I love getting the feedback of people who tell us how much this service has changed their lives. Um, at least once a week we get a comment like that, um, whether it's from a patron directly or from their child or, you know, someone who's taken over their correspondence. And they just say, you know, that the they've lost their sight later in life and they get bored just listening to the TV and they really thought that they couldn't read again. And then they find our program and they get to listen to the books that they loved, you know, in the past and find out new books. And, you know, it just really, it makes me feel like what I'm doing is worthwhile when um, I hear a patron comment like that. So. You know, it, it makes me want to cry. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I you tear know, up. I have seen some of your volunteers mm-hmm. come in here. Mm-hmm. And um, now tell us about that. Tell us about your volunteers and what they do. Yeah, well, a lot of our volunteers are actually part of our friends group. And our friends of handicapped readers, they come and they narrate books. Um, not a lot of times about narrating books. It's more of locally Mississippi author books that we record. Um, And then they all also record our newsletter and um, like Mississippi Magazine and Mississippi Outdoors. They'll record those and um, edit them. Because you have a sound booth here, right? Yes, we do have a sound booth here. And so your volunteers do that. They go in there Mm -hmm. and, and, and record so that people can still stay in touch with local Yes. Materials. Yes. So Uh, that's great. Because they're ones that the National Library Service either can't record because, you know, this Mississippi interest might not be interesting to someone in another state. Right. But we do, I haven't done it yet, but we do have the ability to post whatever we record here onto BARD. And I just, we just haven't gone through the process to do it yet because it just takes a, a little while. So. Yeah. So. I know you started here as a reader's advisor. Yes. Now tell us what that means. Okay, well, our reader's advisors are the ones who talk to patrons every day, and they also help choose books for patrons. A lot of our patrons who sign up will say, I like romances and mysteries and westerns or you know any kind of genre. So in the morning or just during the day, our reader's advisors can go through and send certain books to patrons and um ones that fit the genres that we know that the patron likes or if they talk to a patron and the patron asks for a certain book they can send that book out that way so really they're the our people our our staff who talks directly to the patrons every single day and that's what you started out doing so you learned on the front lines i Mm -hmm. guess and then you became the director yes i did and um, in 2018. Wow. So. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Well, um, and you have a pretty large staff. Yes, we have two staff in circulation, and then we have one large print librarian and technically three readers advisors. Goodness. So. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, I'm sure that they all stay busy. Yes. You know, oh, um, serving that many people. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, for those who are interested in learning more, mm-hmm. what do they do? How do they reach out? Yeah, well, they can definitely call. Um, that's the most direct way to reach anyone in Talking Book Services. We have a toll-free at 1-800-446-0892 or a 601-432-4151. 
or you can email talkingbooks at mlc.lib.ms.us. Okay, that's great. To get the service, someone has to technically be certified as eligible. So basically, it's just that we need a signature by someone, by certifying authority, like a doctor, a nurse, therapist, or even a librarian who can just sign off and give their contact information that the person who's applying for the service is eligible for the service. And that goes back to a person being blind or visually impaired or physically handicapped or have a reading disability. But the only technical stipulation is that for someone with an organic reading disability like dyslexia, theirs has to be signed by a medical doctor. So that's the only the only main one that has to be a little different, but that's just from the Library of Congress. So if you mm-hmm. met someone on, say you were at a Rotary Club mm-hmm. talking about, you know, the service, and you met someone that you felt was mm-hmm. eligible, yes, you could sign that person up mm-hmm. unless it was dyslexia. Yes, I could. And then they would have to have a doctor send in yes. a thing. So. Yeah, so it's mm-hmm. not difficult then to no. become, to get on the service. Yeah, it's not difficult. And, you know, we just want as many people who can benefit as possible. Yeah. Like, I don't want anybody to think that the certifying authority is to keep anybody away from it, but it's just one of our national stipulations that we have to use because Congress says we can't just give it to everybody. Right, right. You know. And, and you know, I mean... The audiobooks, the the Bard is, um, you know, a lot of people who don't have, mm-hmm. you know, visual impairments would enjoy having that service. You know, so I, I understand. Mm-hmm. It m- makes complete sense. So I understand that Talking Books has a huge milestone. Yes, we are going to be celebrating our 50th year next year in 2020 because, you know, how Talking Books started as the Library for the Blind and Physically Handicapped in 1970. Um, and so I'm just excited to, that we've been around for so long. I've only been a part of it for over three years now, but you know, it's been around for 50 years coming up. And um, actually when Talking Books started, they started with 11,870 books. And then now we have access to over 100,000 titles. So I just, Love how much it's grown since right. then. Isn't that exciting? It is. And 50 years. Yes. I mean, wow. And that's 50 years here in Mississippi, right? Yes, in Mississippi. Um, nationally, it started in the 1930s. Wow. Yes. And Mississippi patrons, I believe, were served by other states before Mississippi got a regional library. As far as I know, <laughs> that's... Yeah, you know where they got their materials. Well, so you were saying mm-hmm. that over a hundred thousand titles. So their new materials are available to patrons, right? Yes, there's new materials every month. Um, we get a lot of the popular books. They're not quite as quick, but they're quicker than they used to be because now the National Library Service doesn't have to record every single book themselves. Um, a lot of the new titles are actually commercial audiobooks that you would get on Audible and in a bookstore. So it's a, you know, we're getting them a lot quicker and they're the same quality as, you know, anyone, someone who gets a standard audiobook would be. Yeah. And that is, that is so, and you have a catalog too that you send out, right? Yes. Well, actually it's not of all of the books we have, but 
the National Library Service sends out a catalog of the um, new audio and braille materials that they provide. That comes out every two months. And then our large print librarian will put out a catalog of all of the new large print books that MLC has acquired. And that way the large print patrons know too of what new books are available. Right. And um, you also do a newsletter. We do. In the newsletter, I try to put, you know, book recommendations and new things happening in the in the department and new staff members or if a staff member moves from one part of Talking Books to another, I'll, I'll put that information in there. And, you and know, what's it called? It's called The Reading Light. That's and, cute. Yes. And you send it out mm-hmm. uh, electronically and then also a print version, right? Yes. A lot of our patrons you know like to have the paper copy and so we'll send it out to all of our patrons that way and then we we can send it out as a pdf and then we also record it in-house and there's some patrons who are signed up already to get it audio and we'll go ahead and mail it to them that way and we also send it out in a braille format and there's so your volunteers go in and they yes. record it. They do. See, that's really mm-hmm. that's really helpful. What if someone was interested in being a volunteer? Um, they just need to contact me, and you know, I can try to find something for them to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you can find something. What about <laughs> the um, mail carrier of the year? Um, we try to celebrate our postal carriers in the communities because they're the ones who get the books directly to the patrons. So. You know, we can do so much here and send out the books, but once we give it to the mail service, we yeah. trust them to get it to our patrons. Right. And, and back. That's, and that's that's a nice thank you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, now, what are some of the, what are some of your plans for the 50th celebration <laughs> year? Well, I want to have a get-together, you know, where patrons who live in the area and can come to the commission could come for a reception to celebrate the Talking Books has been around for 50 years, and I'm really looking forward to doing a video. Yes, with, with you. you and yeah. I are going to work yes. on a film. Yeah, I'm excited I'm really, about that. Me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. So I know that the um, libraries help you around the state. They help you get out information about the service. How do they do that? Yes. Well, each or most of the libraries in the state have a demo player. And they should have a book cartridge to go with that player so that a patron or a patron's family member gets the opportunity to use that player before they actually get one into their home. And then that way it's not as daunting or as confusing to use. Right, right. Because, I mean, it's not that it's hard. It's just, um, you know, learning the steps and all of that. So... At least they are available in the in the library branches across the yes. state to help you spread the word. Um, I am really excited about this film that we're going to do. Just finding more ways to tell that story is really important. And then mm-hmm. there's information on our website, right? Yes, there's a whole talking books section on the website, and you know it has the eligibility requirements. There are PDFs of the application. Oh, so they can sign up. They can yes. download that and print it and fill it out. Yeah, they can fill it out before they print it, but they do need to print it because we need an actual signature. And then they can scan it and or uh, fax it back or just mail it to us or, you know, just get it to us however right. they can. Oh, that's great. So 
Signing up for the service is really simple. Then. Yes. Okay, and our website is mlc.lib.ms.us. Mm -hmm. And there is a whole, there's a tab for yes. talking books on there that, that makes it really simple to find. So, um, well, thank you, Mary Rogers, for joining me today for this episode. And I, um, I hope people will take more advantage of this great service. Yes, well, thank you for having me, and I hope so, too. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Stacks and Stories, the podcast of the Mississippi Library Commission. And we encourage you to visit your public library often.